Basically, the way we connected and really realized that we were soulmates. We're both luscious. That, <laughs> and we, we both love KC, mm. Kim Crawford. So, Should I tell a story or you? You tell it. Okay, so, not a long time fan of this one. Know her for many years, like, took her classes. When I saw that she was leaving a certain gym that she used to teach at, Super yeah. Studio, called her up, I was like, let's hang out, blah, blah. Had a little meeting at my place. I said, just come over. Let's get to know each other before we talk about anything else. And I said, would you like a glass of wine? She goes, yeah, sure. I like wine. Trying to be all excited about it. She's like, sure. I twist my arm. And then I pulled out <laughs> our 13 bottle of Kim Crawford, 13 bottle of Kim Crawford. And we had two of them, I think, probably. And we came, fell in love right there. Well, I go, is that Kim Crawford? <laughs> and you were like, yeah. So I was like, uh, this is going to work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've been married ever since. So Jason is the owner, creator of... The Wall Fitness, and we want to hear true. all about that. Um, he's also my boss. Um, She's my boss, really. And also my Uber driver lately. I am, well, I am an Uber driver, and it's for Jason Wimberly, okay? I have a very small Jaguar. It doesn't fit a lot of things in it, so when I need something bigger, I have to call Natalie to drive me around. It's just an excuse to hang out. He's yeah. like, I'll Uber from, I'm like, no, no, I'll hang out. It's just like my excuse to be with him. So, it's a pretty glamorous Uber driver. I am a black Uber driver, like a black car. Okay, so if you, it's cost. <laughs> she more. means Uber Select, is what she means. It does. It, it, it's like it's not a She's big SUV. She's VIP Uber driver. I'm so punny. <laughs> okay, it's like funny. It's like you are. You are. So, anyways, um, back you, to me. Back to you, because yeah. this is all about you. Great. This, this is, is my good side. About you. I have all well, my good sides are good. They're all good. Let's just say one of the reasons why we want to have they're all good. I mean, sure. this guy. Get them all. I, I can't with the body, the face, the everything. I mean, he had to tell me where to go for my face. Like we, like he's like, let's have a little, you know. <laughs> when you're falling years talk. old, like I am. <laughs> After so many centuries. When you sleep in coffins. <laughs> <laughs> I have these little fruit smoothies that are like, you know, a little bag, you know, that's a new thing. It's oh, yes. Mocha. Give us the secrets. No, like, so I Outside drink them. on, give us the secrets. <laughs> I drink these little fruit smoothies. They're called Noka. They're actually really great. They're all natural, organic, superfood smoothies. But I was drinking one the other day, and then these sort of like have a little spout. You sort of sit there and suck them. You sort of feel like a baby because it's like baby food. This is really my baby food. But anyway, so I'm <laughs> drinking my client walks in. She goes... Is that a blood bag? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Blood bag, right to right to that skin. Uh, the things we do for yes. beauty. Um, but Jason, that's me. You are the owner of the wall. You came up with the whole entire idea. Yes. Now, mind you, I want to ask you every single thing about that, like where you, where that came from, where the concept came from, what made you want to brand your own idea. And then I want to talk about how much I love it and how much I believe in it because it's one of the part. I mean, this guy is beautiful and pretty, but do not be fooled by this because he is a <laughs> badass motherfucker, okay? He will slay you in a class, and it's really one of the hardest and best workouts I've had in years. Thank you. And that's what made me want to work there so much. So, uh, Bring, tell, tell us what made you tell you about the wall. Tell me about the wall. We're opening, Where? and that's why we wanted to have you on you because go. we're opening in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> the flagship, the beautiful five thousand square uh -huh. foot studio on La Brea in Wilshire. It's off the hook. Go, go right now. So the <laughs> thing is, I've been doing this. Uh, I've been doing it twelve years now. Taught over six thousand classes in my career. I started professionally in the ballet by 17 and I had a fashion job as well and did other things but fitness and movement was always my life yeah 
And at a certain point that I was at in my career, you know, I make a lot of money as a trainer, I've done things, I have DVDs. You're a celebrity I've done, trainer. yeah, I've done it all. I've been on TV shows and all of it. There was only one you way. You you see you right there on Ellen's show. I'm around. With Jane um, Lynch. <laughs> Hello. I was a, like a maid coach at MTV. So at that point, there was just really, I had to sort of do my own thing. And I honestly, it's funny too, the year that I found my investors and the, this all happened, I was actually sort of like on, that was my year of almost like, I might be retiring. Like I... I sort of like maxed out in a lot of ways and didn't really know where to go next. Um, so I was gonna go into more like product development, maybe an app of some sort, but I love teaching classes. It's, it's, it's the most yes, amazing job in the world. People come in stressed out, tired, whatever it is they're going through throughout their day and we have one hour with them and in that one hour we can change their entire day and change their entire mood, change their lives. Um, and after doing this, you know, 6,000 plus times all over the country, every time... But you're a master trainer, too. You go to, like, Denver, so you go yeah, to I go Dallas, train other trainers. And train the other trainers. I create programs. I created a lot of classes, obviously. So I create classes, and I teach them to other studios, and they do stuff. So, um, But ours class, is way, ours class is way different than any just regular spinning class. For sure. Like, everything we do at the wall is one of a kind, which is what's so exciting about it. And, you know, people always ask, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And you sort of have to experience it to really understand it. Um, but it, the creative studio was just my only sort of next step. I had I had to. And it honestly has been the but hardest thing. But they came thing. to you. They came yeah. to you. They sought you out. Yes. Um, the story goes, my investors were looking at opening a franchise of another studio in town and found me and were like, hey, we have some money. <laughs> we have a job. And like, do you want it? And I'm like, no. And so I was, I was like, no, thank you. Because I just, the idea of doing a franchise and, you know, I just, I'm not that guy. I create, I create stuff. I make things. Um, so having to do something for someone else didn't make sense. And then they were like, well, what do you want? And I said, what do you mean? And it was like, well, we're here because we want you. That was just my idea. I said, oh. So took a few months and created everything I created. And, you know, it was it was fun because there was a lot of like creative processing involved and hiring an agency and like doing all that creative stuff on the back end. But the exciting thing was every single word, all the curriculum, the entire concept was just mine. And it was so great to have it be built yeah. from like, you know, in my head all these years and things like when the dialogue about what the wall is, what holds us back, how we use movement to break through. What's our philosophy at the wall? Yeah, so it's all about breakthrough fitness. We use movement to break through whatever's holding us back. And a big thing that really makes us different right now in fitness is we move in unison into rhythm, which a lot of students aren't doing anymore. It's a lot harder. Um, so it's like a, it's literally like old school aerobics. Like yeah. we're like moving to rhythm and moving together, but with weights. And it's... People, I think that's coming back a little bit because people coming, miss it. But people love it. Yeah. Because it is, it really. Wait, that's did. how you used to teach in the old days. All day, yeah, and right <laughs> up in it. I do actual jazzercise yeah. in the nineties, like real on, like I wear leg warmers, and I might be wearing them every now and then. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I have I a penchant for high kicks, as we might know, high kicks and splits, and I lay on and laying on bikes. A couple pirouettes. A couple, couple like. It's a show. You get into it. Fitness should be fun, and yeah. beyond that, I think that. It's about the group. Like, group fitness is about being in a group. You're not alone. You're not in it alone. So one of the big things, like I said, we do that's really special to us is moving in unison. And it was different for Nat. She hadn't been doing that in a long time. And it's a lot more work on the back end. So my staff goes through, like, a six-week paid training program. We have all these requirements that they have to get through to learn to teach. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot easier to just be like, here's 10 stations, run around and do it. Yeah. But that's as, a, not as an instructor, that's not really fulfilling at the end of the day for us. Like, it's just sort of like, uh, you can't really connect with your people when everyone's doing so many different things. So the law was really about breaking down all those barriers that separate us and bringing us all together. But, but oh, look who came in into the picture Hi, again. Girl. She's crashing the party. But the one, the, the amazing thing, yeah, well, I've decided I was blonde today. Why were we blonde? Let's talk about the one major reason why we're blonde. So this is before our wine. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was after. We had one glass of wine, <laughs> and we couldn't find where we parked for 20 minutes. Hello. Now, we'll say that we were carrying very large... I'm making all the excuses for us. We really were lost in the parking garage. We were lost in the parking minutes. garage. Like, walked in every aisle. I'm like, ask Siri where your phone is, or your car is. And but I, we're in a parking garage, and you can't even get service. So we literally, like, old ladies lost, had to, like, we're like, do we call the guy? Do we get the car? What do we do? We had to, like, walk out and walk into the parking garage to figure out where we were. And then we realized... We were on the wrong floor. We were. And then we found it 20 minutes later. 
But so that's how we See, found it. See, if I had more it. of this that I meeting. Actually, we probably would have found Sweet it. Two glasses, we would have found it better. I, I agree. Night coffee, lunch it coffee. Was like, you know, espresso in the morning. Absolutely. Someone asked me that. He's like, how do you maintain your schedule? I said, my coffee cup's full of wine. <laughs> like, literally, like, that's the only way at this point. Sometimes it gets you more focused, you know? That's, that's true. like, as instructors. Or I fall asleep. Yeah. Well, there's no sleeping. Do you, I mean, there's a, do you sleep? I mean, there's, like, very little sleep for us. Five. I'm a five I'm, like, a menopausal bitch, so <laughs> I'm not sleeping. And you're, like, doing a million things and opening up, like, this big studio, so, like, there can't be a lot of sleep going on. And training your clients. And doing, like, he does all the entire marketing and everything for us. Um, but I'll tell you my experience when I first heard from Jason. I wasn't sure what I was going to do when I moved here. So he's like, you know, I came to L.A. and I was like, I want to take a class. But and I was like, what's going on, first of all? I was like, what's happening? What's going on? Tell me what's going on. The retirement she's like, happening. She's like, I need a break, but I'll, I'll find you in a couple months. I said, right. Okay. I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I need to breathe for a couple of seconds. And so. we were in my pop-up studio, which is great, actually around the corner from here, but this tiny little space, we're introducing the concept. Uh, it was only 12 people in a class, but it was a great way to like introduce a brand new brand. But Jason, you were like, look at, look at online, go to... Yeah. Go to thewallfitness.com, which everybody should do, and uh, look at what we do. And so I immediately went and looked at it, and I was like, I don't spin. And you go, I know, darling. Just come and take the class. That was the test, all right? By the way, before I met him, all right? Yeah. We so, were just, like, socially, like, knew of each other, but hadn't actually But you, I mean, talk, I remember talk. you taking my class, and I really want to talk about that, too, because, you know... In everybody's lives, even in our lives, there's ups and downs. And I remember you used to take my class in full-on baggy clothes. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so I go in the class. I, I'm like, get on this bike. I, I almost flew off the freaking thing. Like, I was terrible. You know what I mean? Come here. And I'll say... Of my instructors now, like Erica Hood, she her first spin class was with me. Mm -hmm. Taylor's first spin class was with me. Sydney was like, I will never teach spin. Rocky, like you, I will never teach spin. And I will say that there's because of a service studio that I used to work at, that big yellow one. Yeah. What they do is what people think is spin now, and it's actually not. It's it's not like. It, well, I I'll say that I didn't. I never ever 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 ever, and I will say this till the cows come home. Never liked spinning until the moment I took your spinning class, okay? After it, I was like, oh, I like this. But see, there's a big element to this is that we also do the weight training before, the one, right. two, three stacked. And one of the other things that I fell in love with was that you start with core. The first 10 minutes of, of any class starts with 10 minutes of core. And when I train all my clients working with a back surgeon, in New York City, I would always start with core, and I was like, I get that, you yeah. know? And as a dancer, like, it was the first thing we would do, too. Yeah. The first, and he, as you also know, as a trainer, if anyone has a back injury or anything, you just always activate the core first. But I think in group fitness, it was really sort of, like, logistics thing, like, you can't put stuff out and put it away, and how does this happen? And so at the big studio, we have two different large rooms. Each room is, like, 1,200 square feet, and we move through them. Our signature class goes 10 minutes of core activation, 20 minutes of weight training and 30 minutes on a spin bike. And Natalie teaches uh, one of our other signature formats, which is called STAT, 10 minutes of core, 35 minutes of weight training. But the idea of doing a workout and just laying on the floor and doing sit-ups was what everyone did because it was sort of easier. Like, that was the only way to sort of figure it out. Yeah, we're Whereas, not doing that. So we like, don't do that. And <laughs> we... the thing is, too, there's so many workouts. When I, you know, building this from the ground up, there are so many things I wanted to sort of improve in a lot of ways because there are some classes that say, this is the best for you or this is that. Like, our workout is scientifically proven <laughs> to be the best way. And Not I, by me, but by multiple groups and studies along the world. If you want to burn the most fat and maintain lean muscle or even promote lean muscle, you do strength training and then cardio. And if I you can only do, you know, <clears throat> and together. I am a product of that because I was struggling so much with my weight. I put on 25 pounds with menopause and my doctors put me on antidepressants and I gained a lot of weight. My body would not move. And when I started with the wall, that was the first time I could get a change out of my body. It's, yeah, I mean, I... It's, I, I, I I'm, like, it, it's hard to get your body to change at a certain age, and it did. So, I mean, I, I, I'm a testimony to that uh, workout, and that's why I wanted to work there so much. And 
And I am just so happy to be working at the wall. And I'm very lucky to have her. I mean, she's obviously a superstar, super nap. She's been doing not only fitness, but everything else. And she's one of those personalities that, you know, I never thought she would even consider working for me. It was sort of like, hey, I just want to know what's going on. Like, tell me what happened. And so crazy, then right? I was like, just come and try my class. And I, I remember actually the specific workout we did that day. And I remember it was very different, but it was mostly hard. It was on the floor. It was a, like a floor workout. We didn't really move. And I love stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and Natalie was just like, that was one of the smartest workouts I've done like in my life. And That's I was like, exactly Shut what up. I said. And I was like, she's like, no, really. And she just started taking class and finding someone, someone else told me, Natalie wants to work. I was like, no, she doesn't. No, and but, then, yeah. And then <laughs> I was goes, like, she's, she's just being nice. No. She I, didn't tell me. She told everybody else first. She was scared I to tell me. I know. And then you texted me. I was like, well, I want to talk to you. And that's how we connected with Kim when I came over. I was like, let's get to know each other with mm. our nine coffee. My favorite thing is just to have meetings at home with one. With one, yeah. Like, I don't want to go still, to my office I'm anymore. I'm still learning... Spinning. Six o'clock, meeting at home. She's she's doing amazing. And the thing is for Natalie, at 51 years old and being a boss of everything, and to have been a leader in her field and everything she does, to be willing to learn something new, that's one of the most admirable qualities. Because I've trained a lot of other trainers who are we think they're always the best or are yeah. open to learn new things. Um, I always sort of say, like, I don't really want new trainers with a ton of experience because then I have to break it all down if it's bad habits. Whereas Natalie, that was sort of a concern of mine in the beginning before we started working together. I was like, oh, she's been doing this. She knows what she does. She's not going to want to learn. And it's the total opposite. She's the girl who is bringing her girlfriends in on a day off and like, let's go work out and practice. Sit. Like on a Sat. Saturday afternoon. And I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like call my friends. I'm going to just do this. I'm going to make it work. And it's just such a great, um, admirable quality because most people are not like that. They're scared. They're intimidated. When I usually have to like train a trainer and I have that process, people usually quit. I've lost a lot of older trainers who are seasoned mm-hmm. and they just aren't willing they to try something new. They don't want to... It's an ego thing. They don't want to... I was going to say. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, they, they're not willing to admit that they learned know, a better way. It's, it's, it, it's that and way. I don't think I'm the best at everything, but I do know... You're a great master trainer. I do know my... Even beyond 100%. teaching, I think my strength is in training other trainers. Like, I can figure out what to do to make them better. I know that that's my strength. Yeah, and also you're a great teacher. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a great workout, and I'm so excited to see us inundate the fitness industry because there's nothing like it out there. And that's kind of like what's so exciting about it is that there is not another workout. Everybody has their, their little, you know, shtick, but ours is like special, and I, I think it's like really going to be something that people are going to be obsessed with. Well, if you read about it on Vogue.com this week, <laughs> we were called at Vogue.com. Vogue, Vogue, that is. They called us, and uh, we are in a feature as one of the studios, that the top studios that will change the way you work out. So that was sort of exciting. And we're not even fully open yet. But it um, did. And I, I am somebody who's been working out my whole life, and it changed, absolutely changed the way I worked out. And I love, it was really difficult. I mean, we, we how about my first day? Yeah. It's, it's hard for everybody. I mean, yeah, tears I, and nauseousness and all of it and lots of feelings. But you know what? That too, for me, like, as someone who's taught so much, I also thought to myself, it's always cracks me up when I see people who teach a lot and they have to go, like, have a trainer and do other workouts. I'm like, I'm going to do a class that's just enough. Yeah. And this workout is enough. The first day, I remember you called me, you were like, I'm surprised you haven't let me, you know, that you were, you were sore. I was like, sore? Like, I'm in the hospital. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, I'm so sore, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't. I was expecting a dirty text. Usually I get a lot of dirty texts. Like, F you. I hate you. (laughs) I can't stop. I can't walk down the stairs. Right. But then they love me later. Obviously. After you look great in your clothes. Nothing feels better than looking good. Nothing tastes better than looking good. Put your pizza down. (laughs) Nothing uh, feels better than looking great. It's summertime. Um, But that being said, let's hear a little bit about your journey. And I know that we talked about, like, I had my my knees been bugging me, and you were telling me about your ACL tear. Yeah. Or your tore meniscus. ACL first. Uh, So, yeah. You were in a wheelchair. Wheelchair. Like, fully. Had they not had these surgeries, I would have still been in a wheelchair. Were you in... Was that happening before or after you started spinning? So, I was already teaching spin. I started as a professional dancer by 17. I was in the San Francisco Ballet. Went to boarding school for the arts before then. So, I've been moving, literally, since a baby and did it professionally at a very young age. Um, And then, spin, I discovered at about 22 in New York. 
and it was the first 23. It was the first time since dance that I found a movement that was emotional for me. Like, I literally, like, my first spin class was in New York City Equinox, and I was sobbing at the end of it. Yeah. Before Soul Cycle was around, before all those things were around. I cried, too. Like, I'm like, what's happening right now? And it, it was really because it's, and they've done studies on this, too. It's one of the few physical movements that you're, like, locked in. You have to be present. You're, like, forced to really be there. With a lot of other things, you can just sort of drop the weight or it stops. Especially, like, that's not always, like, there's, like, stations. You can sort of, like, slack. But isn't about, that, isn't, aren't those like locked up emotions that need to get out? For sure, and it's part of the walls that you need to let go of. But it wasn't until spin that I had that connection besides dance. Yeah. So I was like in the front row at Equinox and 23 years old and I just started sobbing. I was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just really love this. <laughs> and I would be like a total freak about it. I would literally leave my office on Fifth Avenue. I was working in Gucci at the time. And like go take two and three spin classes a day all over New York. Followed this one guy around, came in total groupie. Um, and after a few years of that, I said, I, I just want to teach this. I love what this does for people. I love the way it feels. It's so easy. And, you know, as a dancer, too, I loved cardio at the time. So it was right. a big thing for me. And my first spin job was teaching a 24-hour fitness wow. 12 years ago. Um, you know, making 40 bucks a class. And there was no rhythm writing yet. And I was I was writing to the rhythm without even knowing that it was like a thing yet. Yeah. Um, and I was doing a lot of weird things. I actually got fired because I did so much weird stuff there. I used to... <laughs> <laughs> I used to turn off the lights because I'd like track lighting and like mm -hmm. fluorescent lights. I'm like, I can't teach well, in this. And so I would turn off the yeah. lights. Get and so the you lighting can't... right, people. Yeah. And Just like... by the way, when you come to the wall, the lighting's right. Our new studio is going to be amazing. I'll tell you guys about that. But um, so I would like turn off the lights. Like, you can't do this. You know, it's like 25 fitness. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So they would like put a lock on the lights for me so I could turn them off. And so then oh, I, no, this is what a diva I am. I'm like 20. You're a diva. 20... <laughs> 20... So I would go to the circuit breaker and turn it off so I could turn off the light. So that's why I got fired. Oh, and then I also, I did a lot of weird things. Like I would, I had this whole, you know, mind-body connection. I would talk about it in my classes and people back then didn't know. Right. They're like, what? But I would, one day I had everybody write a sticker. So I brought stickers in for the whole class. My classes were literally the only class of 24 fitness that had a wait list that would like, people would sign up for. Like it was, like no one was doing that yet. And, um. I brought stickers and I gave everybody a marker and said, we're going to write the word stronger on these stickers today. And they're like, what? I like, everybody do it. And so they had to write the word stronger and I made them put it on their bike or on their person somewhere. And I took the clock off the wall. My classes were 45 minutes back then. And I taught an hour and a half class and didn't tell anybody. But the point was that our intention from the beginning of class was that we were stronger. So like we all had this focus as this group of 45 people went in and did it. We wrote it down, we put it on our bikes and not one person knew the class was longer, not one person complained, not one person felt anything, you know, they just felt strong and did it. So I was doing all these weird things like a decade ago and people were like, who the fuck is this kid? And then, um, so I got fired, but I used to post videos on YouTube mm -hmm. and you know, that's what you did back then. And there were, I mean, there weren't even that many, but I would just post videos of me riding to the rhythm and SoulCycle called me and we're like, hey, we want to meet you. Let's, we're going to fly out to New York. And I said, okay. And so that's how I um, met SoulCycle and they flew me out and my audition with them was teach a class for the owners. I like subbed a class and I was on the schedule a week later. I didn't go through their training or anything, which was part of my downfall there is that I didn't actually do their full training program. And so the lead trainer there and I always sort of... Butt heads. Butt heads. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. Because I didn't, I wasn't one of her groupies. Um, and I, I had my own. I had my You're own, definitely not a <laughs> I had my own ways leader. of thinking. Yeah, I had my own ways of thinking about it. And I would challenge her, and it didn't, you know. I was there for a while, and it was good for me. But, and actually, so I moved with, to New York with them, and then back to LA, opened the first Soul Cycle LA the six one years ago. In West, in West Hollywood? Yeah, so there's been a few people that moved out to open that. Um, and I got fired from Soul Cycle. Wow. Um, because of my constant butting heads with the lead trainer. But, you know, had that not happened, I thought I would have been there. I thought that was all I would do when I moved to LA. And it forced me to open, start my first DVD, yep. to create new programming. Because you do have a whole brand. Yeah, so Wimberlean was my first product line. and I created resistance my, band. Yeah, so like, I would never have done any of that. I would have just been sitting at that studio being a groupie. Yeah. Um, and I would have had the wall. So. And, you, and, you, and you, there's no, the thing about that is there's no, you, they cap you. Right. There's Again, no, I would have been. You, you just, you're here. Yeah. You're here, that's the highest point, and everybody else. Uh, I get hot, guys. You are hot. I'm dewy. Um, it's that, hot, right? <clears throat> well, I'm going through menopause. So I, I, it's <laughs> I contagious, guess. and I gave it to him. So. Say goodnight, my purse. <laughs>
You guys are Makeup. very serious. <laughs> Just gotta powder down. Powder down. Do you wanna do that? Oh, no, I can, I'm good. Just don't take this. I'm always this hot. Is, this is real time. Over I here. work out a lot, in case you guys didn't know, so I just gotta powder down. This is, a, this is like, this is family. You can do that. Yeah, I know. I do this all the time. There it is. Uh -huh. But Jace, tell us about whenever you got hurt. I want that story. So I survived in a, wheelchair. a professional dance career, never hurting myself, which was like shocking. And uh, go skiing with my family, last run of the day. Oh, skiing? Skiing. And I was like, ski my whole life. But Can we like, talk about your dad? My dad. We gotta talk about one thing at a time though. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is your dad like hot? He is. My whole family is really beautiful. It's yeah. sort of annoying. Um, so skiing with my family, tore my ACL, yeah. and this was in 2010, 2009. At that point, you know, my whole life was around my legs. I literally paid my rent by moving my legs, whether right. it's dance or teaching or just being gorgeous, um, all those things that my legs required. So, tear my ACL, and it was, I wiped out on a jump. I was by myself, last run of the day, no phone, sun's going down, I crashed. I'd never been that injured in my life. Wipe out. I hear the snap, Ugh. and my entire body covers in sweat, and I'm laying there, and I wasn't going down a run. I was, you know, I think, I was, I think I'm Superman, so I was, like, jumping through trees, like, not on a trail, like, by myself. So I crash, and I wipe out, and it's snowing, and I literally had to lay there for, like, an hour because I was in so much pain, and finally I had to ski out on one leg. There was no one with me. I was by myself, so I skied out on one leg, and I was like, I'm fine. Um, and the next day, my knee was the size of a football. Mm -hmm. So... I was so scared of surgery because knowing the recovery and, you know, just even now it's changed a lot in the last eight years, yeah. but, you know, this was a while ago, 2010. So I go through a, a month and a half of PT and rehab, and I was like, listen, I will do whatever you tell me to, but my legs, I do a lot with my legs. Like, I'm an athlete, like, I teach, like, I teach 15 classes a week, like, mm -hmm. I need to be full capacity. Like, yes, you have to do rehab for rehab. So I spend all this time and money going to rehab, first day back doing movement, and I tore the rest of my knee. Every ligament was gone. So I literally snapped another snap, fell to the floor, and couldn't walk. Oh my god. Um, so my entire, all the ligaments my knee are now replaced with cadaver. So there's a really hot dead guy inside there. Really? I asked where it was from, if it could be like Dominican Republic or Venezuelan, but they didn't tell me. <laughs> so yeah. like, the crazy thing is, so after that, I, I was in a full leg brace from here to here, like hip to ankle, lost 30 pounds. My, my quad atrophied seven inches, so my quad was the size of my calf. And if you've seen my legs, they look amazing now. But it was, it was like a really, really scary thing. I couldn't even walk. I was in bed and like peeing in a big gold cup, couldn't shower. Like, it, this was like the darkest time of my life. But because of that, I spent a lot of my downtime studying, learning more, like educating myself on corrective exercise, taking what courses. What did you do? Where were you? Were you I was in San Diego. Family? No, I didn't even tell my family. I was so, I was in just such a like down, place oh to, to have your whole life be about movement and then not be able to even walk yeah it was it was devastating yeah but as a trainer it, you know it made me take even more responsibility in my education yeah, and learning sure. even more and so that I knew how to help people that had injuries and help to prevent them mm -hmm. so it was one of my issues with that yellow studio too is that a lot of stuff they did I knew wasn't safe and I would argue it and I'm like this is not okay when we had instructors hemorrhaging discs while teaching their classes, I'm like, something's not right. You know, like, there was just a lot of things going on and I just, it didn't work. Well, but now, at the wall, I was able to create my own way of writing that is very different. And we have different. like, custom bikes, too. Yeah, like, everything. It doesn't hurt. The bike is four different bikes that I put together. Like, no one else has this combination of a bike ever. Like, and... We focus on form a lot. Back to basics. And because we do not just the spin class, we do have them at the new studio, but... It's the bike is hard enough. Like yeah. riding the bike is enough. You don't need to be clapping and doing all this crazy stuff. And I don't know. I just think that a lot of the training that we do at the wall is cleaner mm -hmm. and more basic. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. And with fitness, unfortunately, because that, that's my note. Yeah, because the industry has <laughs> that is nice. Though. The industry has grown so much. Moves in five minutes. Well, everyone's trying to get on the fitness game, right? So they're always trying to get their gimmick. They're trying to reinvent it. And I think that's actually like the opposite of what we're doing. We're trying to take it back to what just like Keep basic, simple. clean moves that are accessible, but put in ways that are more challenging. So like Natalie, Natalie's an amazing creator of content, and I don't tell my staff exactly what to teach. We have like guidelines and we have training, but they're allowed to give their own flavor and create their, their format or their content. But uh, Natalie, 
in an attempt to be the over studious student. And, and my do, friends that are taking the class are like laughing out like, I mean, she tries really hard. She works really hard. So she would come in and she'd do like 20 moves in like <laughs> attempt, like in one phrase. I'm like, what no. did we just do? And then she would, t and then you know, like, hey, let's take my class tomorrow. It'd be like three moves. You know, the most simple thing. She's like, oh my god, that was way harder. Like, why, you know? So it's just about learning the flow of how we how we teach and how we create. But it's she's... a new it's a new style. Yeah. But yeah, I try. But it to makes it makes sense, right? It makes and it feels yeah. good on the body. It does feel good. I don't. I don't. You don't get the do things... It's results driven, and that's like what everybody wants. They want to be in shape. Which is why is we like... built a digital platform too. So I so we places say like this is our thousand calorie class, or this is the best workout on the world. I'm like how. So yeah. I prove it. So we use heart rate monitors, mm -hmm. and I have a whole digital platform that tracks your performance, tracks your calories burned, shows when your heart rate went up, went down, all that stuff, and it goes to our app, so you can track your performance every workout. And because of that, we've been able to prove things like by doing more first, we burn more calories, we've been able to show the benefit through it. And, and it's not just a bunch of sit-ups. And we can't fake it. We don't even do sit-ups. Like, that's the thing that with this digital platform, I'm able to prove how good this stuff is for people, not just say we're the best, like other places. Right. So that was a big part of it too, the, the digital side of it. What about our sure. studio? Talk about it. It's Natalie's studio, basically, because she's going to be the head boss there. Uh, we will be, I believe, the largest studio of its kind in Los Angeles area, like that has multiple it's formats, exciting, multiple rooms. Um, where it's a vital square space, so two rooms. We have a grab and go cafe. We have a huge retail area and lounge and outdoor seating and free parking for 90 minutes. Um, that would be free parking for <laughs> just 90 minutes. Unheard of. In we're Los in Angeles. LA, and when you have free parking for 90 minutes, no one, no one. I mean, most people just about it, and it's still two dollars. Um, we're in a huge full block parking garage with like 300 spots. And you can go shopping right after. Lassen's next door, European Wax Center, and Bevo around the corner. Uh, we're right next to BMW. Kim Crawford. <laughs> oh, BJ. No, it's going to be really exciting. And the thing is, the pop-up did so well, and it was such a success, but it wasn't the real experience. experience. Like, there were no locker rooms. There was, like, one bathroom people to, like, change in. There was no, there was no, it was fortunate people would walk in and be like, this is a pop-up, but, I, you know, we threw it all away, and it's gone. But um, to have a full luxury experience now with, like, all the high-tech, the monitors, the screens, the, the showers. We even have a custom created spa line and bath line in our locker rooms by Gazelle in the UK. It's all branded for the wall, signature scents, the whole thing. So I've spent, you know, my whole life getting ready to do this. Yeah. So this that's why product. I'm a little crazy and also just really excited. Like people always like I'm not scared at all. I've had like a few over the last two years, like Britney moments where I just crawled in bed and drink a lot of wine and thought I was going to shave my head because I because <laughs> for the most part like I don't look at what other people are doing I don't follow other studios like my business partner he, he he's definitely like seeing oh what everyone's doing and I'm like I don't want to know because but it's, it's just like what does it matter it's good to, I guess it's good for him he does yeah. operations for me so it's good that he knows what's going on out there but for me like to create something new I can't know what other people are doing I have to do it myself. You have to just stay in your your, in some, your gift. Yeah, I just do what I know what I'm doing. And but sometimes every now and then I'll be like, oh god, am I doing the right thing? And then I get like an amazing affirmation, like having someone like Natalie, you know, believe in the, what I created and want to teach for me. And like, so it's been a really great journey. I just can't wait to finally deliver it to really show well, everybody. You're about to deliver it in a couple of weeks. <sighs> yeah, we're looking at a mid-March or mid-May soft open, probably like around the 16th, and then we'll be fully open last time the following week. Like, end of May. Yeah, end we'll be May. all ready for it. Stay tuned, we'll make sure everybody knows. Natalie has a full teaching every day. Oh, yeah. so we're, and we're offering something that most studios don't. We're going to offer a great stretch program. Yeah, we're really excited. So we have the one, two, three stack. We have stacked. We have stacked just been. Stacked is just the weights. Right. And then one, two, three stacked is, is the full combo. One is the <laughs> Ten abs. minutes of four. Twenty minutes of weights. Three minutes of Three bike. is the uh, bike. People, we've got to break it down. And then we have Wimber Ride, which is just our forty minutes spin class. But the most exciting thing for us, uh, old ladies, is our stretch class, and we call it stretch with a three instead of an E because. We focus on the three pillars of self-recovery. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about deep guided stretching, breath work, and mindfulness. So every stretch we do in the class is held for at least 60 seconds to 90 seconds, which never happens, uh, on each side. Um, and we go through 12 to 15 class stretches and then a lot of breath work and mindfulness. 
And it's just having that time, because even as an instructor, what do we see all the time? I gotta stretch more, I gotta do this more, I gotta... And for the first time, now that I'm, the you know... The of the century, I have to stretch more. Yeah, and we don't. No one, no one does. I, you know, professionals don't do it, no one no. does it. No one does it. And it's, so I was like, you know what? We had the struggle of Natalie's used to teaching with benches and like having more equipment in the weight room. And I said, if we do that, then we ha are locked into it, right? Mm -hmm. I want to have a mobility to do stuff. So stretch is really exciting for us because we need it and I need it. You need it. I I'm to that point now, you know, I'm reaching 40 and I'm almost there and I don't jump out of bed as easy as I used to anymore. Like, I have to do a few stretches in the morning. My heart. But this is, okay, and I'm gonna be really honest, I didn't have that in my early 30s. I have it now as I'm close to 40. And it's like, I have to, if I wanna be in this business and healthy, take more time. So having a class dedicated to 50 minutes of nothing but stretching and breathing, mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. And no one else is doing that besides yoga, but yoga is not actually recovery either. Yoga is not a recovery class, people, it's actually a workout. Um, so this is like passive, long recovery, stretching work and breath, breath, right. breathing. So we're really excited about that. Very we launched at the pop-up, it sold out in minutes, um, and we had a few classes and now it'll be on the schedule every day, which is really exciting. I'm teaching one, but I have, I'm gonna have an intensive. Yeah, we have a group training coming up. Group training coming those. up. I do like group trainings. I actually do like learning more and it's exciting. So. That was the seriousness of this. <laughs> oh, my knee injury is the serious part. It was, it was actually horrible. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you run around and like, you know, your heels the way you do. Speaking of heels. Uh-oh. You do drag. Talk to me about it. I, I don't call it drag because I'm not trying to be a woman. That's what I wanted you to say. Because drag technically, like by definition, is dress resembling a woman. That's right. That's a girl. Um, so I don't imitate women, I just look really good in lashes and a pair of heels. Yes, you So, do. and so funny for me, I've been in books, I've been in magazines, I, I do runway shows and heels, I was on MTV's Made as a maid coach, I would teach little girls how to walk in heels. I've been in heels, but it's because of ballet, my feet are like bananas and they're just comfortable, like, and I'm good at it. Um, but I never... What size, what size? I wear nine and a half in women, so okay. nine, eight and a half in men's. So I used to, like, but I don't put on wigs very often. Sometimes I have this like helmet with a ponytail, like it's like a thing, but right. I'm not like dressed as a girl. I don't talk, I don't wear boots. I know, I found he didn't talk. And Generally, I, I try to dance it, trying to show it off a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it's funny to me, because a lot of times people will call me, like interview about a drag thing, or listen, listen, like you can call it whatever you want, but like I'm not trying but to be what anybody made, else. What, th what started you with that? Just because you're so pretty? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a like- a little annoying. I know it's, the point is like, I obviously don't look like most boys, right? So growing up as a little kid, like I was, I was the kid who on the first day of school, the teacher would think was a girl. Like I was that big cheekbones, these are real, mm -hmm. big cheekbones, real big lips, tiny nose, um, curly blonde hair, very thin. I just was very pretty. And what, what part of your life did you own that? Oh yeah. 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 I came out, I, I grew up in a little farming town in Northern California, wine country, a small town called Lodi, if everyone knows where that is. And, um, sorry, I love a wine. My grandfather owns 14 wineries there. So we grew up drinking wine and went in their vineyards and riding horses, but it was like a one high school town, pickup trucks, you know, yeah. that. And I was definitely not that. And I came out at 14 years old as a freshman high school in this little podunk town. And this was, you know, yeah. a long time ago. A minute ago. Um, so I came out and I did not just come out. Like most kids would come out and be scared and like, I, one, looked like this, even back then, <laughs> that I was on the dance team. I would perform in the dance uh, class with the whole, I was the only boy, of all this, of course, and then I was the actual cheerleader where I would go out at the football games and, like, cheer and do touches and high kicks and stuff. And this is in the, like, early 90s. Like, no one was doing this back then. What, like, what was the reception like? You know, people always ask, like, were you beat up? Were you this? And I wasn't at all. And I think... I mean, obviously there were some jeers and snipe comments and stuff like that, but I think a big part of it, I mean, I, looking back, this is what I tell people, is that I was so physically strong in myself because yeah. I had movement. I was a dancer, I was cheering, I was playing, I even played soccer. Like, I was physically, I physically felt empowered. So it translated into my personality all the time. Like, I would occasionally have guys say stuff and I'd be like, yeah. Or they're like, I'll never forget one day I was like walking around the gym and these guys were like, oh, are you the fat, are you the gay guy? I was like, 
yeah, do you want my number? Like, I'm single, like, if you're Hi. available. And I'm like a 14-year-old, skinny little, like, not even 100 pounds. Like, should definitely have been scared, but I wasn't. And because I wasn't, they couldn't really touch me. They were scared. You're yeah, like, they, they you were, were like, scared. they were like threatened by me. I right. wasn't scared. So they were like, oh. And like, I never got beat up. Like, stuff that you would think would definitely happen to the kid who was like the only boy performing at a pep rally in front of this one, you know, like, in a cow tip in town. It's a cow tip in sort of town. And I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> but I think it was really a physical movement. And my, my father is a bodybuilder and a trainer still. Um, you know, my whole family is really active and has been our whole lives. So like, just having that strength in yourself yes. makes you more untouchable. And that's one of the reasons I created uh, Fairy Game Mother, which was my charitable organization for a while, where we did group fitness programs at homeless shelters. I was just about to bring it up. Because, because out of the all the shit he does, I had to drop something off at the pop-up one day. He's training homeless kids uh, and working them out, like from their, the shelters, right? Yeah. I was like, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about it a lot because it's one of those well, things like... Well, yeah, because you're not like, oh, I do this and look at me. Well, that's, these kids are at risk, so we can't like photograph them. I don't like, you know, it's not... It's, well, it's I do not it for a, them. But there right. are 7,000 homeless kids in Los Angeles that are homeless under 25 every single night. I consider that That don't have the, the uh, security within themselves that you do. Well, and with they, they, they They're homeless. Like and the majority of them, the majority of those kids are identified as LGBT. You know, the stories that come out to their parents, they live in Oklahoma, they come out and they get kicked out. And so they move to LA to do something with their lives. Right. Um, so these kids are just trying to eat, sleep, shower, they yeah. find a roof over their head. The last thing I think about is like, how to take care of their bodies right. and group sports and like that thing. And so knowing that my, you know, also my family, I will say, was very accepting. I didn't come from a religious household, so I didn't really have that pressure of what's wrong. Right. I just was like, this is me. My, no one's going to worry. And how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one sister, and then I have a ton of cousins. Okay. Um, I know that you travel a lot to see them. Yeah. You're like their favorite uncle, obviously. Yeah. I'm a favorite. Everything, Natalie? Yes. <laughs> so, um... One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and really humble is my number one attribute. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and shy. Big so humble. yeah, sit down. That's a good song. <laughs> yeah, so homeless kids, and that's. I mean, honestly, I believe that's why I survived unscathed as a young gay person. Is one, I had a great family that didn't judge me on it, and two, I just felt physically strong. And so I tried for many years. I ran this program called Fairy Gay Mother, where we would just work out with these kids. Mm -hmm. There was no requirement. Sometimes I'd have five kids, and then I'd have 20. Mm -hmm. I used to go to the shelter, and I'd bring, I'd like park my Jag around the corner, and like wear baggy clothes, and like... Really into Jaguars. <laughs> which is so insane, because you know who loves Jaguars? My father. And the he Queen of England. Yes. And so. Bart Rattano. Bootski. Hi, Bootski. Yeah. Um... So I would like take balls with them and like work out in the shelter and then finally we started doing it in my studio. They'd come mm -hmm. over and work out with us there. So we'll have another program with them. Uh, lately I've had a little bit too much going on to be seeing them weekly, but I used to see them twice a week. Um, and so they'll be coming to the new studio hopefully the soon. new studio. Using our time. The mother load on La Brea and Wilshire. What's, what's the actual the address? The address is 730 South La Brea. And get this, we did not do this on purpose. Okay. So my birthday is 730. 7.30, we a celebration for Jason's birthday, and that's where that's we're going to for it on La Brea. And this was our my fourth lease, trying to find a lease in LA. Yes. Because opening, opening a commercial business in LA, if anybody's wanting to, don't do it. <laughs> like, it's so hard. The requirements and the regulations of the permitting. I the have, permits are the shit show. Well, fitness, so group fitness is worse. Group fitness and restaurants. I have to have 10 parking spots for every 1,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. That means that five... Thousands per feet. I had to have 50 spots available at all times. 50, five, zero. Where in LA? Where? Unless you're in Equinox or, you know, the big gym. So yeah. you either have to have ballet, charge your clients 2 to $4, mm -hmm. and then still have ballet maybe, or you're in a big place when you're a big company. So that's why their studios either stay smaller until they, you know, they don't have those requirements. If you stay at 1,000 square feet, 10 spots is doable right. or whatever, but 5,000, but I knew I had to go big. So we had four of the leases in the last year and a half that fell through because of the parking issues. And I wasn't, you know, to do valet for a studio for a year was $85,000 to just have people have a place to go. But then also that's a nightmare. Like if I have 40 people coming in every hour, they need to be able to park easily and come right. in easily. So we technically have- Parking is everything. It's everything. Is. And we have free parking, which I, not many have. No. 
um, and a multi-tier garage with like, you know, yeah. car wash. It's like one of those big Then you've got the, the grocery store next door that if you need to like the health food. Well, as a new studio too, we, we want to increase the value of what we do. So like our shoe rental for the spin classes is free. Heart monitors are included. Like you have to pay for uh, water is free. Towel service is free. Like all that stuff's included in your price and our classes are still better priced than everybody else. So it was really important that those things were and built into the price, not like nickel and diving. They uh, came and checked with us for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we can't wait. No, we can't wait. Now so drag story, yeah, that's that. Me and heels, and then little gay boy. Is that crazy? No. I mean, I mean like no, that was a lot of balls, though. Good. Like the only boy, and I go and like. But I love the fact that like, you're gay. Uh, yeah, I do. You want my number? Yeah. <laughs> Get your fucking and one of them did actually. One of them did. I was very I, well, obviously they did. I, was, I had a. You you're probably here. like prettier than one of those girls in your school. You want to hear some good gossip? Yeah. Do we have more wine? <laughs> we got two more percent. Bring it. Bring really it in. I'm really dehydrated. Really dehydrated. It's working so hard now. We are. It's fun now. I'm a little shiny, but I just got a chemical peel with um, Dr. Landon. This new guy I just went to. Well, how about us are all going to the same place? I'm literally touching my on. face on the show. It's not. It we love the K.O. Institute. We love that. We love it. Oh, well, we love a lot of things. So we love the K.O. Institute in Santa Monica. Han does our fillers there. And not that we have anything, but um, yeah. a, little, I, a little bow, a little touch-up. They're amazing. They're really good to us. We're... Listen, I don't care. I will talk about all my fillers, all my stuff, all my... I Sid's making... Sid, here's your cameo. I'm the wine sommelier. <laughs> she has a good board, too. <laughs> I know who I'm working with. <laughs> well, she... Thank goodness, like, for Sid, because she doesn't drink. And, okay, okay, damn. I love it, Dee <laughs> My boyfriend's like, I'm working with Nally tonight. <laughs> don't worry. I'll we were just going to bring it up. I was like... I know that you are not single, and I wanted to talk about my bear. Natalie likes my boyfriend a lot. <laughs> His name's Zai. He's amazing. Um, he is. He's everything. My rock, and yeah. I'm a very crazy person. I don't live in a reality most of the time. Like, I just literally don't know where I am until it's on my calendar, and they tell me what to wear and what to do. I just like I'm dance, monkey dance. But he was happy you were with me, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. He loves you. Um, but the poor guy, you know, he just... I know. I'm always, like, running here and doing this, and I, like, my life is just not normal. Um, and so he just is very understanding. And you guys been together how long? Two years. Wow. So he deals with a lot of my craziness. And I'm pretty crazy. Terrible But in twos. the best way. It's the terrible twos. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's, our first year we were together, my life was much more simple, and weekends off, I had money. <laughs> it was, look, before you start a business, you have money, and when you start one, you no longer have money. Yeah. I might, you know, like, I don't make money yet, and my savings is gone, like, it's just, it's been a rough year. But when we met, it wasn't like that. I was good, things were good, and free time, and now it's like, I work all the time, have no money, I'm constantly stressed, which is why I'm usually drinking night coffee. Um, <laughs> but he's very supportive and understands that it's yeah. just, you know this is what I've been building my whole life for right now. To work with women like this. Well, okay, I have what we call our inner huddle. Now I don't, that's why I asked you about inner, drag. It's a little outer. <laughs> right, but is there a name for yours? No. I mean, no like, names. I mean, okay. I'm most people just call me like, my drag, and they just call me Wimberly. My last name. Wimberly. Which people, people also think my last name is fake. So, because how genius is that though? My, my last name is Wimberly. My first company was Wimberlean. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm so lean. It's very I'm, I'm a marketing genius, basically. He is marketing. He does all of our <laughs> shit. It's like. A lot of my employees call me Wimber Bitch. So that's a thing. Do we? And then sometimes I can hear like Wimbo. I think it sounds like Wimbo. Wimbo? Yeah. Well, today we were. But, like, okay, in a relationship. <laughs> yes. Does your inner hoe come out? Like, is there a name for her? Oh, she's she's always she. This and is there a name for her? No, no, no name. I'm quite vanilla, shockingly. Like, I don't have any like weird fetishes yeah. or like. There's nothing like I need. Right. Just like good sweaty. Have a good time. I like that. I'm the same way. Like, get some candles. Like, I feel very thankful. Like, I have a lot of friends who so need very specific things. Things. Like, jingle the handle here. 
flesh the dangle over there. Like, I don't even know what happens. Yeah. And I'm just like, that, like that's so much so hard to always have those things. Right. You know what I mean? I so do, I'm very yeah. thankful that, I, like, I just, I'm good. Yeah. Everything works normally. <laughs> like, no, I'm, like, just normal. We need to do Normal, a... not, not, you don't need to be normal, but I don't have any, we don't have any unusual requirements. Right. Did I have an inner home name? I don't think so. <laughs> I didn't, I'm just like... I, and mean, I know it's like a secret thing. It's definitely not there anymore. It's just like you. Well, we did this whole thing for Max and when, on, when I was on VIP. Like, is there, is there like all the... And the girls that did, there was like four of us. And it was me from VIP. And like, I don't even remember the other girls. And they were like, all this stuff. And I was like, I really like candle on R&B music, slow jams. And then my friends are like, wow. Oh we really like an old school romantic. You know what I mean? Like, give me some like G-Unit, slow, like, you know... Good, Joe the <laughs> <laughs> And I'm good. Yeah. So you know what's funny is a lot of my, like, in my drag persona, like, even fitness, like, I'm very, like, a sexualized image. Like, I'm, like, it's a lot of my body on the internet. Yeah. Like, I'm not usually wearing a lot of clothes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of my... Why would you? That's part of my character, though, part of my business, but I'm, like, the total, like, boring and traditional. Like, I'm really, like, the guy who wants to get married and have kids and, like... I always say, like, I used to perform with this group called um, Matinee in Vegas, and it's this big circuit festival, and, like, you know, literally, like, five to 6,000 men from all over the world, and I'm the headliner. Like, I go, and I'm the star of all the shows, but for me, it's a job. I'm there. I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm there to perform, look a certain way, so I would do this show, like, six years in a row. I never once, like, hooked up to anybody, because I'm there to work. Right. But... But if you looked at me, I'm like on stage in a thong performing at the Rain nightclub in Vegas. Like everyone's like, oh, she's, you know, whatever. And I'm like, thanks guys, like just yeah, for a job. And it's just like a job. Could not wait to get back to the Yeah, I'm like the guy who like leaves at the back door. Like I'm not after partying. Like, you know, I'm not drinking. Like I'm there to do a show. As a dancer, I think that was just, it's really what it was. We I missed being on stage. So performing was a way to just have that creative release. But it wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't facilitating meeting people or like partying. It was just a job, and I got paid really well. When I did because that you're kind of like a relationship guy. That's what yeah, you're yeah, about. I'm very like, like traditional. You like, like to be in a relationship. which is people don't expect that me. They they look at me and they think like party boy and like they see me like out at events or doing these things. I'm like I'm like home in sweatpants. Like yeah. go to bed at nine thirty. I wake up at four forty five every day. Yeah. Like I want I want kids. Now. Yeah. So I, it's shocking. You know, people assume one thing when they see you, they don't know. Like, people are usually really scared of me, too. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm sort of icy, and, like, I don't even know if that's true, but, like, I, if you don't know me, you think I'm a little bit, like, maybe bitchy. I don't know. Bougie. Oh, I mean, those things are partially true. Like, I'm sort of bitchy. I'm sort of bougie. I, I, bougie, I, I, bougie, I but, tell somebody to go fuck themselves. <laughs> so I don't get scared of people, but I can imagine <laughs> other people would be afraid of you. Yeah, I'm a little scared. I think I'm intimidating. Yeah. Maybe that's the word. Or well, that's, like, I do get nervous. I do sometimes get nervous, like, oh, like, that'll do it right, or whatever. Yeah. But, um... Which is hard in my relationship, too, because he knows what a perfectionist I am with myself and my businesses and stuff like that, so he then feels that pressure for him, and I'm like, that's not, you're perfect the way you are. Right. Like, this is my craziness. It's your own thing. So if you, what's your, what's Jason Wimberly's philosophy in life? This is a very big moment. Yeah, this is it because it's the last two questions. Oh gosh. <laughs> last one is good. You're gonna laugh. Um, my my two big life philosophies. Yes. I have two. So. Okay. Um, have a have a bad memory. I think it's one of the most <laughs> important things in life because if you hold on to shit too long and all the bad stuff, let it go. Like have a bad memory. One of the keys to being happy being happy is having a bad memory. Like I forget about stuff all the time to the point where it's a little annoying. But like, just let it go. Like, don't hold on to it. When you hold on to things, it's only hurting you. It's yeah. not, not hurting anybody else. Whoever you're mad at, whoever you're dealing with, like, forget about it. Let it go. I always say one of my superpowers is at night, I lay in bed and I fall asleep within a minute. I don't lay in bed and worry. I don't lay in bed and stress. And if anything, I should be that guy who's like freaking about everything. You know, I, I have 15 employees now. I'm building a studio. Like, what's going on? I don't know what's in with things, but I just have to let it go. So I try to have a really bad memory. <laughs> That's one of my secrets to a good life. You don't and hold on to shit. Yeah, you just let it, have a bad memory, let it go. Yeah. There's no point in holding on because half the time when you're trying to hold on to something, no, the, the other person already forgot. They they've care. let it go. They're worried about something else. Like, 
it's all in our heads. And so we really just have to let it go. I know it sounds funny, I just try to make it funny out of bed, Mary, but it really is about you're in control of your thoughts. Right. And because in the bigger picture, down the road, none of that's going to matter. Nothing. At and all. We also spend so much time worried about what other people think of us and not, and they're all doing the same thing. It's not even thinking about you. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> what in your life right now do you give zero Fs about? What in my life? What in your life do you like? I don't like this. Something that you would care about. It doesn't sound like you care, period. But if there was something that you worried about, what don't you worry about now? Like, what do you give zero? No, I give zero Fs, I give zero Fs, as Ramona would say. Because I, I asked him earlier if he watched any kind of TV shows, but he's too busy. He doesn't watch. Doesn't watch Love After Well, however, watch. little inside information, you might be seeing me on some TV shows soon, but um, we can't talk too much about that. But yeah, I don't watch TV, pop culture. It's funny, like I train a lot of celebrities, right? And half my clients are on TV now, and I don't even know what shows they're on. But like... Like, did you see that episode? I'm like, yeah, that was great. Like, I literally have no clue. I sort of just try to, like, stay in my lane. Like, I'm saying, like, I don't look at my competitors. I don't look at what other people are doing. Otherwise, it stifles my ability to create stuff. I just sort of do. I just do. Yeah. I think that's my other big lesson in life is just do it. Do it. Just do it. Like, literally, Nike said, got it right. Nike. Like, stop worrying about the perfect time, waiting for the perfect day, having the whatever it is. Just do something. I have fallen on my ass. I've been fired from every job I've had. You know, I've quit every other job. You know, like, I've had everything come and go and this and that, but I just kept doing stuff. That's right. And you just got to keep doing it not be afraid. And I think that confidence, again, comes from being strong in yourself physically is a big part of it. That's The wall was a, a big metaphor for me in two ways. One, it was to empower a community to think about what is holding them back, what your wall is, what's on the other side. But for me in my industry, in our industry in fitness, I was also always the different one. I was the one who didn't fit in. I was the one who wasn't like anybody else. I looked different than everybody else. I don't like, like, there are no other male public trainers that look like me that are a size four and like have a, you know, touch up their makeup on Stop a- Stop bragging. You, no, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I look, I'm the only one. It's like me or just Simmons. And, um, and so my wall was really- I, It was like somebody the other day, I can't gain weight. I was like, I'm sorry. That's like, it, you didn't say it. it was somebody at your me house. Me and Michael. Me and Michael. I was a Michael. I know. He sees my mini me. I know. But that was my wall. Is that I had to not worry about what everyone thought about me all the time. But you know, when I like you remember that conversation about me and baggy clothes when I first moved to yep. LA. You and Frank I, took my class, like, and I was like, "What is happening with this beautiful person?" He had on. It, it, it like was bro, like a balloon like, outfit. Like a bro outfit. And I was like, I no, was just so... No, it was so, sweatshirts, sweatpants, and Probably. Like, I don't even remember. But I was just trying so hard to... You don't want to show your body. I wanted to be what everyone else thought of a man should look like for right. a long time. And... Like that quintessential... Yeah, like bro, like backwards hat. And it's it's not who I was. And I was trying so hard to fit in. And it's funny because when I was doing that, and no one... It was so fake, obviously, right? But when I came out with Wimberlean, my DVD, I'm literally in booty shorts with a spray tan and false lashes on. And that was the whole dialogue. I'd literally be like, no breaks unless you're doing your touching up your lip gloss. And like, I would go and, I would go on tour and teach events and girls would come in and be like, I'm wearing false lashes for you at a workout class. Like that, I wanted to make fitness, that, but that was really who I was. I wanted to make it glamorous and fun and that was real. And when I finally was my real self, then I got successful. Like, right. because it was authentic. Right. And, um, but it's, it's been hard. That was my wall was that, Everyone in the fitness industry tried to tell me what to be. Even my, my first DVDs, they were like, I had sponsors, and they're like, but we need you to tone this down, or we need you to not do that, or not do this. And I was like, no. And so my first DVD I actually paid for all myself. I paid everything, produced it myself, like created it myself. And within like a month, I sold all 50 states and had massive distributors and you know sold out. But it was because I wouldn't let anybody else tell me. That was my wall. I couldn't let everybody else tell me what I needed to be. I had to be myself and just believe in it. So that's what you give zero Fs about. Yeah, I don't like give F what anyone else thinks you, about me. I don't care. What they think about you, and I think that's the best thing to have in life, is like not caring about what people think about you. People think a lot of things about me. Like, people talk about me a lot. And I, I like, my business partner recently, he was like, do you know that so-and-so was saying this? And I was like... And who cares? I was like, I... Don't care. First of all, it was years. Like, you know, it's like it was years ago, and all I care about, at least they're talking about me. Like, no matter where they are, yeah. I'm a part of their conversation. At least I did something right, even if it's not 
negative or not positive in I their mean, eyes. I think people, you know, especially in Hollywood, if they're talking about you, that's a good thing, no matter what, if it's good or bad. But I think most of the things are very good when it comes to uh, you and your accomplishments and all of the things that we will be doing in the future and the lives that we will be changing and the bodies that we will right be getting in shape. So that being said, we're going to wrap it up there. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you, Nat Jason, for coming to Night Coffees with Nat. Cheers. Check us out. Thank you so much for listening. And you're on our podcast, wherever you podcast, you can hear us. You can also iTunes. follow me. At Please. Jason Wimberly That's and it. at the Wall Fitness. Come uh, to Wall Fitness because y'all need to like sign yourself up now because it's going to be the place you want to get in shape at. And where everyone's welcome. Like for being a luxury experience, everyone's a VIP in my studio. I don't care where you come from, what weight you lift, what you're dealing with, where you're home. Where it's there. not one of those situations. And you know what? I'm going to just say this last thing. You will come. You're going to feel like a celebrity in our studio because everybody that comes there matters. Yeah. I came to, I went to a couple of studios and because I wasn't like a name, I, two friends, two people that I know that I worked with, they pushed me aside because there was a celebrity there. Yeah, You're not gonna not feel that way at our studio, no matter where, what, come on and see us, come to www.thewallfitness.com. Jason's website. Check me out on natalibertano.net. <laughs> natalibertano everywhere except for Instagram. <laughs> supernat444. We love it's you. Super. Cheers. Be Cheers, super, guys. people.